Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of the Nerd Herders. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. We are. We are. We are. The Nerd Herders. Who's scruffy looking? Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Nerd Herders. My name is Ian Clark and I'm joined tonight by the usual panel plus some special guests. So let me first introduce one of my co-hosts, Mr. Andy Howard. Andy, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, Quarantine suits me well. (laughs) Excellent. All right. And we have Dave Farr as usual. Dave, how are you? I am generally good, but quarantine does not suit me well. Gotcha. I understand. We have no idea where Matt is. We assume he's home and uh, quarantining himself from all podcasts. But we have special guests tonight, and our first special guest. Now, this is technically his first appearance on the show as a live guest, but I believe he made an appearance in a recorded segment from Adepticon some time back. Joining us from the West Coast is longtime listener, friend of the show, and friend of all of us personally, Mr. Dan Roberts. Dan, thank you for joining us. How are you? Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. I'm doing very well. Yay. And now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't you on the, I believe it was maybe Squirrel or Die that Seppi was teaching at Adepticon one year? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think that was a, a D6G show, though. Oh. Right. Yeah, sorry. Thought that, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought that happened here. Yeah, no, I think, it, I think that wound up on their, uh, on their show. Uh, Although right. we were all sitting at the table together. Okay, maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome for your first uh, first visit, then. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. And, of course, our, our uh, other special guest, a frequent guest, and, and the man behind it all, the head honcho of the Freebooters Network, the big wig at Geek Nation Tours, the man himself, Mr. Terrace Cassidy. <laughs> Terrace, how are you? Hello. I'm doing great. I don't think I need uh, so many uh, things in front of my name. I don't, I'm, I'll make you sure I put those all on the business card next time. And you yeah. skipped Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I should put that on my business card. I really should. That would be awesome. But that's all it says. It just says Terrence Cassidy, Canadian. Canadian. Right. <laughs> That'd be perfect. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. We thought uh, in this, obviously, a, a, an unusual time. We've already mentioned the quarantine and everything. So for those of you listening somewhere down the road uh, and looking back on the whole COVID-19 thing, uh, hopefully everything's okay. We, we survived. When you're listening. <laughs> we survived. Good. But uh, obviously a very unusual time and a lot of us with time at home and, and hobby things that can be keeping us busy. So we thought it'd be maybe – maybe do sort of almost an entire roll call type episode where we just kind of discuss what's keeping us busy throughout the, uh, you know, the course of of having to stay home so much. But we thought we'd also talk a little bit just about what's going on. We have a little bit of an interesting perspective tonight because we've got Terrace, who's who's in Canada, and Dan, who's out in California. And of course, the rest of the nerd herders are in New Hampshire. So we've all 
we've got kind of different perspectives on on what's happening. So, um, Terrace, why don't we start with you? I mean, what um, what are you seeing as, as far as you know Canada and and more locally, you know, to to your own area? What's what's going on? Are people are people really following the the quarantine and the stay at home and things like that? Do you feel like people are taking it seriously? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember that I live in the country, right? So um, I don't see that many people. In a lot of ways, my life hasn't changed all that much. I've worked from home for, with Geek Nation Tours and Freebooters Network, so I I stay from stay at home all the time anyway. So, uh, but I I just visited with my uh, one of my best friends, Brian Hicks, and he was uh, came he parks his trailer on my lot, and he came by, and we st- stood. 20 feet away from each other bullshitting for a little while. And, and, uh, so I think everybody's quite serious about it and, uh, uh, basically is, are, are very much, um, doing what we're, we're supposed to be doing. You know, I mean, it's kind of an honor based system in a lot of ways. We have to try to uh, take care of our own at the same time as, uh, taking care of ourselves. But, uh, I think everybody's for the most part, uh, complying for sure. Yeah, I would say. I, I'm. I mean, my mom and dad. They were. They met uh, a friend about three weeks ago, and they did some shuffleboard together. And they're in an old folks' home, and uh, she po- she t- tested positive, and so they were self quarantined for 14 days, and then they were just about to get out, and then two more people at the the old folks' home got. Uh, positive uh, testings for C19. So so now they're back in lockdown. So it's it's definitely affecting a lot of people differently. Um, my wife is working from home. Uh, my daughter, she's in grade 12. And uh, it's, I, it's basically, I don't know, ruined might be a little bit more dramatic, but uh, Katiana is, her, the rest of the, her semester is all going to be virtual. It's not going to, there's no more classroom uh, uh they made that official now. Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no class official, but here in New Hampshire, but I think it's coming. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee anybody going back to school anywhere in the in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting. So that's she's going to have to deal with, you know, being, uh, and uh, her prom is likely canceled. Her, you know, her last year of uh, high school is 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 going to be spent pretty much with her parents at at home so yeah i think it's it's affected us that way so on a lighter dream yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> that's right of course i don't know if she like thinks it's that way but i do i think it's perfect really i get to have my kid for another uh, extra four months to, um and as for work wise i uh, this is how I, I work from home like i was saying so i've uh, i've continued to tour build but I suspect that a lot of my tours won't be going forward this year anyway. So uh, financially, I'm sure I'll take take a, a hit. Um, I have already because of Adepticon. But um, and I'm glad I went to Estonia in February. So we got one in just before we uh, left. I mean, before this happened. And uh, I don't know. It's 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 definitely a interesting world. I have slowed down on my pace. I think the pacing has has definitely changed on my household. It's much slower. I've done a ton of painting, so hobby wise, it's it's it's. I think it's spectacular for how for hobbyists for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Dan, uh, obviously, you have a little bit uh, different perspective too. You're in a, you know, f- fairly you're in a, you know a larger area than than the rest of us as far as uh, people and things like that. But um, correct me if I'm, I'm mistaken, but your your daughter's in the same situation as Terrace's, right? As a senior year this year. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So uh, our school year has been canceled as well. It's all virtual. And uh, and her prom got canceled, and she's she's in twelfth grade, so it's it's almost exactly the same as what Terrace just described. So, you know, and I'm glad that we get to have this time before she hopefully gets to go off to college, you know, in uh, September. All right. So, but uh, I, other than that, I'm also at home a lot. So, you know, the quarantine, the you know, the shelter in place um, order really hasn't affected me that much. Um, you know, my wife is much more used to, you know, driving into the office and, you know, seeing people at work. So she's going a little bit more stir crazy than I am. I'm just, for me, it's sort of business as usual, just more people in the house. Um, but, uh, so I can't even tell you if, you know, people in my area are, uh, you know, obeying the, uh, you know, the recommendations of the, of the state, you know, other than that, when I go out and walk the dogs, there's a lot of people out. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of people out getting fresh air. <laughs> I do see that. Yeah. So, my, uh, yeah. yeah, my dogs here like to, they obey the invisible fence that we have, but they'll sit right at the edge and there's, they'll sit there and bark at people. And, uh, they, yeah, they've been very busy this weekend. It seems like everybody's out and about. We had a little bit nicer weather here, but yeah, it's, it's interesting too. Um, Terrace, you mentioned the, you know, your, your buddy, uh, and you guys talking like 20 feet apart. I, I went with my wife. She's, um, she started working at home last week and she had to go into the office today to pick up a few things. And, uh, one of her coworkers who she's very close with and who I know, you know, uh, she's talked a lot about, but I'd never met. So she happened to be there picking up some stuff as well. So I, the person I'd never met, and, but I know a lot about, normally you, you know, shake hands or whatever. And we did, we were 15, 20 feet apart, you know, talking and it's just a, it's a bizarre thing. And I wonder if it's something that's going to continue, you know, in our culture, if people are going to be more reluctant to shake hands and, and be close to, to people, you know, going forward. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Dave and Andy Oh, go ahead. I was just going to mention that I agree with that. I think that that's one of the things we did talk about, actually, shouting about in honor of the handshake is kind of a thing of the past. So Yeah. Well, you know, in Japan, they bow. That's that's yeah. much cooler anyway. So I'd be okay <laughs> with that. I'd be cool yes. with that. But um, I'm just real quick, and I'll let Dave and Andy chime in. I, I am continuing to go into my office, but at this point, there's less than 10 of us in there. And I kind of almost feel like that's kind of its own bubble. And then I have my bubble at home and I, you know, try and just stay to those two and, and not go, you know, out anywhere else. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, Dave and Andy, what, you know, what, what do you guys want to say about what you guys are doing? Go ahead, Andy. So for me, the the, the biggest change was basically any of the travel that I had had planned for work um, had been canceled, but I'm pretty used to working from home as well. Um, the adjustment for me has been, you know, having Owen home and doing school. Um, but I don't know about Ian and I'll let Dave mention it too. I apparently New Hampshire was like more than ready for remote learning. Um, and it's been, it's been really good for Owen. Um, I, I think he's doing well. So it's, it's really interesting to see, you know, I don't think we'll ever have a snow day ever again after this. Um, 
uh, if I'm looking for kind of the silver linings out of this. Like, I don't think we'll ever, there'll never be a snow day in New Hampshire again because they can turn on remote learning much easier now having had three weeks of practice and what is more than likely going to be another two months worth of practice. Yeah, it's a good um, point. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested. So I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I have a tendency to be over cautious about these things. Um, I'm a bit of a homebody anyhow, so I'm not, you know, it doesn't kill me not to go out and do things. Um, I did have to go pick up a prescription, uh, this weekend and there are more than half the people I see don't seem to be practicing any type of common sense. Um, they're just, they're not really trying to space themselves out. They're not, you know, I don't see them kind of being kind of aware and stuff. So it's really interesting. Um, where his, my, you know, my in-laws stopped by to give Owen some Easter presents and they dropped it off at the front door and then walked back to their car. We came out, you know, Owen opened it up. We talked for a half hour, but we were 20 feet away from each other. Um, I don't, you know, I think once this kind of, settles down again i think everything will go back pretty much to normal um i don't really see us losing the whole handshake and hug thing um i think this is great for people that don't like to hug um you know i've got some friends that are not huggers like they're living the dream right now they can just like (laughs) for the next six years be like oh i don't know it might still be out there i'm not i'm not gonna (laughs) hug you i'm just gonna yeah so it's for me uh, i am a little jealous um in, in some ways you guys get to talk about how much hobby time you have i'm in my particular job i have been more busy these last three weeks um than i have been in a very very long time because i deal with a lot of the technology that um my work uses to continue to work remotely so we had thousands of employees that had never worked remotely before and so we're trying to get them up and running um which has kept me really busy um and it's an industry that doesn't normally work from home um because of regulatory uh issues and stuff so it's it's an interesting it's been very interesting the last couple weeks yeah for sure uh dave what about you yeah i mean i um I work from home all the time. Obviously, the I have a eight year old and a thirteen year old, so I would say that's kind of similarly the biggest challenge is um, they're just here, right? I mean, there's there's uh, there's a lot required to. I mean, the first couple of days were really tough because trying to figure out how to like sign into everything and get everything working. Um, but I think it's just all the questions. Um, and, you know, there's there's a, a lot to do to try to keep them off of electronics, right? I mean, Dex is eight. If you don't find something to do with him, he's just going to sit on the electronics all the time. So, um, and it's great, right? I love it. Uh, you know, we've built Lego kits and we've built woodworking kits and, you know, we've done a ton of different projects. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's great, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. I will say I'm a little bit lucky because my work's been a little bit quieter um, these last couple weeks. But starting in May, I'm going to be slammed again. So I'm kind of curious to see how that, that goes. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I think it's like anything else in the world, right? I live in, you know, gossip neighborhood. So it's kind of interesting to see, you know, there's, there's all the... Um, 
there are a lot of aspects of just the way people treat each other. You know, like I, I let my son go out and kick the soccer ball at the next door neighbor because they're just kicking the ball. And, you know, I'm sitting out there and their, their mom's sitting out there and we're kind of watching to make sure that they're careful. But then you get people in the neighborhood that are like, if you're having a play date, you're responsible for killing millions. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, we'll just block you. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I will say I hate it. I like I can't stand it. I it's my least favorite thing. Um, I don't like being isolated. <laughs> least favorite virus ever. Yes. So my neighbor across the street from me has a like a Halloween skeleton, and he keeps putting it out like with gloves on and a face mask like pushing the lawnmower or sitting on a swing and you know we're not sure what the message is because it's this <laughs> it's this you know, yeah i, I guess it's say, a healthy I, reminder you know yeah I, I wouldn't know how to take that is it a threat? Is it, exactly <laughs> yeah that's funny that's kind of awesome yeah um yeah for me i mean my same thing dave too with you know that you were talking about with dex is that like for for kale if we you know, he, he, he wants to get his work done and, and, you know, he's been very good about that and he's doing very well with the remote learning stuff, but he wants to, you know, be on the Xbox or whatever for, or, or the PC playing with it. And he's playing with his friends. So, I mean, I get that because he's not able to see them at school. So he is able to play online with them. So that's good. But yeah, we've had to, you know, he and Amy have gone for walks like to, to catch Pokemon and, or, you know, get him to get it, go outside and throw the ball to the dogs or stuff like that. So, and, uh, and then my older son is working cause he's at a grocery store. So obviously they're everything's crazy for them there so he's going out and and doing that stuff so you know you worry about that because he's obviously interacting with a ton of people and everything so it's just uh yeah it's just a very a very surreal time and uh something that i hope we learn from and um you know are more prepared for next time because uh because unfortunately i'm you know it'll happen again so yeah, yeah, Owen and I, I have been playing a ton of catch with the football. It's been that's been one nice thing because uh, he doesn't get recess anymore. So I realize if I don't kind of when he has to go outside and play catch, if I don't go out, like neither one of us is going out. So right, that's but that's actually been a, a a positive piece to it. Yeah, Dex is getting a pretty good spiral going. Lexi too, actually, because <laughs> we did. I, I realized I was not getting enough exercise, so we we did a hike yesterday actually with the gallants um and we kind of had a, a nice distance and um we had we had one incident where one kid picked up a rock and handed it to the other kid and so we had to have a talk about how that doesn't um how that doesn't meet the guidelines but other than that hike yesterday i was like man i'm just not exercising so we we put in four miles today and threw the football the whole time um I've been trying. Well, I should say we've been we've been doing little walks around the neighborhood at night and stuff, but I think I just need to get out more, get more exercise. Because I put this on Facebook the other day. I, I'm not. I don't consider myself a depressed person at all. I find this situation very like depressing and a just like you know it depresses your mood. But I I I'm so worried about people that have like true depression, like. I don't know how they're going to cope because for me, I find it very difficult. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those aspects to this that there's a lot of trickle down stuff that you don't you don't think about 
until something like this happens with, you know, everything from taking care of each other and each other's mental states to how much we rely on certain things. And, and, uh, when those things start to break down, you know, how we treat each other and all that type of stuff. There's a, there's a whole bunch of, of other kind of hidden aspects to this that have, that are starting to come to the surface. So it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting time. I'll tell this one quick thing and then we can get into fun hobby stuff, Ian. But I talked to my brother the other day who, you know, he's luckily his job is still paying him, but he can't, he can't work. Um, so he's already gone through what I consider the, you know, several stages of isolation. Um, so he went from, uh, trying to see if day drinking was a good idea. Um, that lasted two or three days. Um, then he went through his, uh, I'm going to cook everything I know how to cook phase. Uh, and now he's in his, I'm going to clean the entire house and possibly start remodeling phase. Um, yeah. But yeah, the people that are, he is, he is someone that I thought could, you know, is kind of a, can do things on his own. He hiked the entire Appalachian trail, the Pacific coast trail, the continental divide and did a lot of that by himself, but now he's stuck in his house. And so, he can handle being by himself. He can't handle not having the option to go do something. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's a common thing. It's like you, um, like a, kind of a different type of example, but I, I will use this example. My uh, my arcade cabinet, the main cabinet that I have, um, the PC that was running it died. So our buddy Ryan uh, built me a new one. Um, but I, you know, I, I I'm going to need his help to get everything going. I might have there. There have probably been times where I've gone a month or two without playing the cabinet. But now because I can't play it, it makes me want to. So I, th- I think it's the same thing with like going places and doing things. It's like, yeah, there might be a, a store or something like that, that. You haven't been to in months. But now that you can't go for whatever reason, it's that human nature that you feel compelled and it starts to bother you. Yeah, I th- I- I'd like to add just a couple of things to that uh, too. I, I, I completely agree. And that, uh, it's when you can't do something, that's, that's the, that's when you get the itch. Right. Um, I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of walking, so that's kind of a nice thing too. I've got a new puppy. I got a, I got her, uh, just before Christmas. And so she's been getting us out a lot and it's been amazingly and spookily quiet around here like i said i live in the country but we've got the highway just down the street you know just about a couple about a mile away and normally you can hear it and there's nothing like it's it's spooky quiet and i think that that kind of plays with your brain too a little bit because you're like where are all the people because we're in the country i mean the city could the town next to us could be gone for me you know i mean a lot of ways i don't go into the town anyway christine does the, all the shopping and everything but but now it's like okay are they really there so i drove in the other day to bring the garbage there and i was like oh my god there is nobody i'd love to go for a, a coffee or a beard and oh no i can't do that so um one thing we did though just last night to to kind of get around that a little bit we had a fancy night in so we uh dressed up uh all fancy i put on a tie and we had a nice meal christine cooked a a more hors d'oeuvres type of stuff we tried uh let katiana i guess i shouldn't be saying this on 
on international thing, but we let her have a little bit of wine, uh, a little bit of a wine tasting, and and uh, we had a really nice night. And it was uh, it was important to get gussied up, though. It was uh, important to have that feeling that we were going out by staying in. So that was one of the things that we did. And I I, I woke up this morning thinking that was perfect. That was needed. It was like you went and visited friends. And, yeah, that's uh, cool. I can see cool. that. Yeah, my wife did a similar thing. So uh, if it weren't for the coronavirus, we'd be in London right now on a family trip. And so my wife uh, set up a, 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 a like a high tea, which was a thing we were going to do when we were over in England. And, uh, you know, she made all the little hors d'oeuvres and, you know, put out the tablecloth and flowers and everything. And so the family had our our English afternoon tea, even though we were stuck here in california <laughs> that's great that's awesome. that's, yeah, yeah yeah it was good a... consolation prize yeah. <laughs> yeah, shannon did um i don't know if any of your friends with shannon on facebook but she did something called the sweet 16 for um for march but it was snacks so um each each family member picked four snacks and she put them up on a board and then she set them all up on the um on the kitchen island and we randomly went through all, you know, matched up all the 16 snacks and kind of had a vote. And whenever we had a two to two tie, we called the father-in-law to, <laughs> to break the tie. And, um, that was kind of, that was probably two hours of, of, uh, enjoyment. Plus snacks. Plus snacks. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's like yeah. the, what, like the bracket system of what's the, the best snack out of all of them. Yeah, Is that what yeah. You're trying to figure out that's awesome. Yeah. It was Doritos. Not uh, I. I I wanted Cheez-Its, but Doritos. <laughs> were those were the, were those the final two? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Head to head. Yeah, I think nice. it was like it was funny because it was, um, yeah, like the the kids had like my son loves oyster crackers as a snack, so they were on there. Score bar, uh, watermelon sour patch kids. There's some odd stuff in there. <laughs> Well, you got to have those, you got to have those, the, the lower seeds to, you know, right. Yeah, my daughter would have been a hard vote for Sour Patch Kids. She loves that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. Cool. So I think, I think that's kind of key to this whole thing is trying to, uh, trying to keep things normal or adapt what is, you know, adapt things to make it, make it seem a little bit more, uh, more normal when, when you can, um, but yeah, like visiting relatives from your car. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have seen, like, um, they've been doing them a lot around here is the uh, the birthday parades. Yeah. Uh, kids. Yeah. That's got to be big out where you are too, Dan, just because it's so nice out too. Uh, it's been raining for weeks. I didn't know it was a thing, but our I don't know what that is. What is that? Kid. Yeah, our, they just brought their kid around, but I haven't heard of this. So maybe so that's basically what, what they're trying to organize. So people will go on Facebook and say it's my son's eighth birthday today. And then what uh, a group will do is safely, you know, they'll drive to a, a meeting point and then they'll basically create a caravan and they'll drive by the kid's house yelling happy birthday out their cars, you know, beeping their horns, stuff like that. And, you know, 
you know, some people were trying to pass things out um, from the cars and stuff, and the police asked them not to do that. But, you know, for the most part, what you're doing is you're just kind of you're just driving by in a little kind of caravan of cars. Like, you know, sometimes it's complete strangers. Sometimes it's people, you know, but it's kind of like this little solidarity thing for, you know, kids whose birthdays are this time of year and are kind of stuck can't have friends over can't do things like that so it's uh it's been interesting and then um my extended family on friday night did bingo like a family bingo uh over zoom where the the squares basically everybody wrote down two memories you know shared memories of the family and then you wrote them down in different squares so you could kind of pick where you wanted to be randomly and then we just pulled those memories out of a hat and kind of it got everybody on the phone got everybody thinking about kind of better times and stuff so i think it's interesting how people are kind of adapting in different ways yeah that's cool yeah my my wife amy who's obviously super active and hikes and runs and does a lot of stuff she's actually done a few things where like uh, virtual relays and stuff because she had a bunch of um you know half marathon or that type of stuff canceled that, that she was planning to do so she's done like virtual runs with people where she'll like um you know they'll facetime or whatever and they'll do um you know like amy did like five miles and then some hands off to somebody else and they do five miles and so yeah people are people are definitely adapting and and even even our group we've the last two tuesday nights we've gotten a bunch of us on skype and uh hung out and and painted and um and done modeling stuff and just kind of chit chat and so that's kind of what we've been doing you know on tuesday nights which is normally when we'd be out playing games together we uh we decided to kind of make it a a thing where we could get together and and just sort of hang out and paint or or you know put together models or some of the guys are playing video games so uh that's been kind of fun so yeah it is interesting to see how how people are adapting to to all of this but um all right yeah so what have what nerd things that we've been doing we've uh we've talked about what normal people are doing but what have we been doing yeah, we can um, we can definitely talk about that. I was actually gonna um, maybe start with just the things. One of the things that we are missing that all of us would have been together uh, for, and that's Adepticon. Yeah. So um, obviously that was uh, that was canceled, and we missed out on that. All of us would have been there together and uh, enjoying that. So I just wanted to maybe go around and see a little bit if there were any any vendors that you guys were were looking forward to shopping at that maybe we can shout out so that maybe people could check out their online services and, and maybe help out because obviously the vendors, you know, have suffered with not being able to go to these conventions and things like that. So um, yeah, maybe just talk about some of the stuff we were looking forward to at Adepticon and and any of the vendors that we that we like to uh, to frequent and things like that. So um, uh, when I start, I'll start with uh, Terrace. But um, obviously, it's a little bit different experience for you uh, because you had a tour going to Adepticon. But I mean, what are what are some of the things that that you uh, you know were looking forward to or or things like that? It's funny because. Uh... Of course, when they canceled it, it created a whole bunch of work for me, which is uh, what I do, right? I take care of people, trying to make sure that that everything's uh, going to work for them. And uh, so what we did was we moved uh, those people over to the next year. So uh, everybody basically skipped a year, and I had to take care of the logistics of doing that, uh, canceling uh, various uh, places to get together. And our, our podcasters night out, for instance, uh, get, uh, telling the restaurant that we're not coming, that kind of stuff, you know, so it's a, it was a little bit of a work. So I was right when, when they were canceling it, I didn't really have time to sit down and think about how it affected me. Like, 
just whether how I felt about it anyway. And you know, a few days after uh, uh, Adepticon was supposed to happen, so probably uh, the Thursday, I was starting to think, oh, I'm not going. And I started to see people's posts on Facebook about the memories of last year and everything like that. I'm like, I'm going to miss all these people. Like, you have missed seeing you guys and 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 uh, hanging out a little bit. And I'm usually busy, so uh, the, uh, the amount of time I get to hang out with anybody in particular is usually quite limited. So and I, that's what I think I was really shocked about is that I don't I don't have a lot of time but I miss those little interactions every year uh, with everyone and uh, so yeah it, it actually hit me pretty hard I was uh, I mean I wasn't depressed about it in a, in a clinical way but definitely it was like wow I'm going to miss not seeing everybody's smiling faces. So I think, I hope next year, and I hope this is just generally in the world, that we have a, a greater appreciation for those around us and, and uh, going to these type of events, weddings, funerals even, and and just having these these uh, get-togethers. I think, I hope, I hope we appreciate it more. So, yeah, and, and everybody there has become a, a lot of, a lot like family, you know, in, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was uh, it hit me pretty hard. Uh, vendors who I go to, I I try to float around. I've got kind of a new way of shopping in a lot of ways. I have a project that I'm doing. Like right now, I'm I'm doing uh, Frostgrave Ghost Archipelago. So I'm very specific on what I want to buy. I try not to buy anything else other than that's going to help me for that project. So uh, I miss just kind of looking from place to place to see cool miniatures that I can find for that project. Um, so it's more of kind of a general flow, not uh, anyone in particular. Although I do have to say, I always love going to the Gale Force 9 uh, uh, booth because they always have these cool Dungeons and Dragons miniatures. And if you haven't uh, checked out their D&D line, you really should because they're magnificent models. Uh, so that, if I was going to give a shout out, that was that's one in particular that I, I I quite enjoy stopping by. Nice, nice. All right, Dan, what about you? Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm kind of the feeling the same. I didn't have any specific vendors I was planning to to visit um, at the show. I was, I've got you know 30 years worth of gaming stuff stacked up in my house, you know, so. Uh, I don't need too much more, but um, there's a, uh, uh, a a game called Star Breach, and uh, the people that make it are a pretty small, um, you know, gaming company called Slow Death Games, and they were going to be there, so I was going to make sure and stop by and see what they had. It's it's really it's one of those uh, games where it's it's uh, miniatures agnostic. You can use your you know, your Warhammer miniatures versus your Infinity miniatures versus your Star Wars miniatures or whatever. But it uses uh, the same kind of act order dice that Bolt Action uses, if you're familiar with those, where you... Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you place the, the dice down by the, by the unit, and that tells you what they are doing for the turn. So I was going to stop by, say hi, get some dice from them. Um, but other than that, really, I wasn't really planning on doing a lot of shopping, so it would have been just spur-of-the-moment stuff. So, but I definitely miss not seeing you guys. This is, I didn't go last year and then this year got canceled. So 
that's uh hope it got my fingers crossed that uh that we're on for next year you know that everyone is allowed to go to big group gatherings again but we'll just have to see yeah yeah for sure uh andy what about you yeah so i'm a i'm a big browser um when we go to adapticon so like for all that i wanted to help out uh with some of the the vendors and stuff i you know a couple times i went and i would bring up their websites and stuff and and try to try to figure out what i want to get and i I still might go back but i think like dan like i have a ton of stuff but it's that it's that component where i get to browse uh that really helps me out um there's still um i might end up getting a couple mats um I know this sounds crazy uh, in terms of getting started on a new game that I can't even play, um, but since I've been painting up all of my orcs for both 40k and Age of Sigmar, Matt a couple years ago gave me a bunch of orcs for Blood Bowl, so I was actually thinking about buying a Blood Bowl mat, so just so I have it. Um, but th- there's a couple cool uh, map uh, making companies uh, out there that. Um, some of the Mats by Mars uh, does some of the Blood Bowl ones that are cool. Um, so I was thinking about um, maybe doing something there. And I totally missed just dropping like $10 at Reaper and getting random miniatures. So I've been trying to think of how I can replicate that. Although I do give Reaper quite a bit of money every <laughs> Kickstarter. So I'm not I'm not feeling like I'm hurting them. But it's I think it's some of the small vendors that I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do, but I get to poke around and, and kind of see what they got. Um, kind of like Dan said, like there's a game uh, you might be interested in and you wanted to see. Um, so I'm still – I think Adepticon did a great thing. They, they did put together uh, a link uh, that they allowed their vendors to kind of – put their websites on there um they can put little messages in there so that's still up so i i it's one of those things where i don't feel i need to do it right away um but i'll i'll keep looking at that and especially kind of depending on how long this goes on you know um that's going to change the type of things that i buy because i'll i'll end up buying more things to do some of the modeling rather than the the playing so but yeah, I think you know. I think it's one of those things where I think they're gonna. Hopefully, a lot of these companies can make it through this and make it to next year. Um, you know, but I know this is kind of a, a tough time, and I, I want to do what I can. But at the same time, I've got to. You know, it's hard to just look at a website and say, "Oh yeah, that's what I need." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Dave, what about you? How much time do I have? <clears throat> well. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, this is, that's for sure my favorite part. I mean, I, I signed up for a ton of events this year, so I wasn't, you know, I was really looking to like go in and laser focus on, you know, luckily you can do the vendor hall usually in like two good sweeps, but, uh, Badger is always huge for me. Um, I actually was trying to find some local places that sell their primer, but, um, that, it was I, I couldn't find it, so I ended up ordering it on Amazon. But Badger, I usually pick up a couple components for the airbrush and some primer. Um, I usually like to walk around the Mantic booth. That's kind of one because um, you know we always like to to see our buddies over there. But um, you know they usually have something cool. Like last year, we picked up Vanguard. Um, the the Reaper booth's always fun. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Death Ray Designs, but they do all the laser cut 
terrain for different games. Um, and they usually have some sort of show special. So you pick up some kind of cool, you know, MDF building. Um, you already brought up Matt's by Mars. Um, the, do you guys know Game Envy or the Hobby Holder? Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I looked at theirs again this year, but it's one of those things that some of those things are like tactile for me. I got to kind of pick it up and hold it and look at it. So, yeah. So they like, um, had I been there, I know I haven't bought it yet, but they, they have a new thing this year. So, so they came up with the Kickstarter, which is this cool little hobby holder that holds like a soda bottle cap. Um, and then at Adepticon, they had like an additional, uh, like bigger grip. So I bought that cause I wanted it and this year. They have this thing called the freshwater rinse. Well, so if you've ever seen like a dog bowl dish where you, you put the, the water reservoir up top and then just a certain amount of water comes out from, I don't know, gravity or physics or something. Um, <laughs> but when you, when you get the water, it's, magic. Dirty, it's magic. magic. Yeah. Uh, but once that little well of water gets, gets dirty right unlike a dog bowl dish where they lick it up you actually press this little button and it flushes like a um like an airplane toilet into this little bucket underneath and then refills with fresh water and i was like oh my god that'd be awesome because i'm always like i paint in the basement i have to go all the way upstairs to clean out my paint pot um so i was like oh that thing's super cool um so yeah next time i get a I spent a lot of my, my, all my Adepticon money and, uh, most of my hobby money for this month already, but that's on the list. Um, gosh, I don't know. I have a bunch of the vendors open. I I love to walk through the Witchborn site. I don't like the free blades game, but I do love their models. Um, they always, they always have something kind of new and cool that I like to kind of pick up. Um, Witchborn, you know, again, I'm kind of, there's not a ton to buy there because I have most of their stuff, but I like to kind of say hi to that guy. Um, that arena Rex usually has kind of a, a cool con yeah, special. That's red Republic. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. Um, there's one other. Oh, um, what's the name? Of, I was trying to remember the name of the store. Um, that the guy that sells all the bits, yeah, I don't even know if it ha- if it has any kind of name. It's just it, it's does. Just the, it, it does. does. It's like yeah, it's like it's the Toronto, Toronto, oh, Toledo. Toledo gaming something. Yeah, see Toronto Toledo, you get it's me. Toledo, Toledo gaming room. There you go. Yeah, so know. the Toledo gaming room. Obviously, I I could spend hours there. Um, and then my last one, and then I'll actually two more. One is Scale seventy five, which makes amazing like busts and miniatures and uh i I always have my heart set on buying like some really cool big bust to to paint and like really test out all my painting skills and then the last one's victoria miniatures which makes all the like ig um like the imperial guard alternate like bodies and heads and usually i find like some little project that i want to put together from them so yeah nice that's it Small list. Yeah. <laughs> now, how, so Dave, it sounded like you did spend some money. Well, so yes, um, yeah. Well, I, I don't mind tooting my own horn here because I felt like uh, I felt like I did a good thing, and um, 
I mean, I spent, this is the first Adepticon. Usually I just buy my badge, but this is the first Adepticon. I signed up for about 350 bucks worth of events, like a $70, um, like painting critique. So it was going to be me, a a pro painter and me and three other students. So it's just going to be four of us, like four students. We were going to get some really individualized painting attention. And I signed up for like the, the blood bowl thing, um, with Dan and then the ghost archipelago thing was, you know, Andy and Terrace. Um, but I did donate all that money. So that kind of hurt. I mean, I wanted to do it because I wanted Depticon to continue, but that kind of hurt because, um, you know, that was a lot of my gaming budget, but, um, I just, I just, I, I'm so nervous that Adepticon is going to take such a big hit that they won't be able to continue. So I figured that was one way to help out, but then my spending change, I took to Midgard and I just spent it all at Midgard. And then I think I had like another 70 bucks. And, um, if you, if you go on to, if you're a Facebook person, there's a, a group out there called Adepticant 2020. And I just put a post up that said, Hey, what are, you know, What do people have for like small, you know, who are some of the small people out there? And there's a, I've got like 40 responses, but it's like Patreons and little tiny shops like death ray posted in there and talked about how he's just a two person shop. And so there's a ton of cool stuff in there that I've been kind of adding to the cart and trying to figure out, you know, where can I throw five bucks a month to try to help these people through these tough times, you know? Nice. That's good, Dave. Yeah, uh, for me, a, a big part of it is uh, of Adepticon is is being able to see people. Uh, obviously, you know, Dan mentioned he didn't go last year. I didn't go last year, so I haven't seen him in a while. So, so that was a bummer not being able to to hang out with Dan and spend a bunch of time there. Um, Terrace, obviously, I always like to see. Fortunately, I, I spent a week with Terrace in November for our D and D tour, so so it's not so long since I've seen him, but. Um, you know Pat from Mantic Games, who's who's become a good friend, and just being able to spend some time with him and our friend Adam Pitzer, who lives out there, being able to see him. So the the camaraderie and the just hanging out time is one of the things that I definitely miss about not being able to go to Adepticon. And uh, the, I'm I'm very much a browse the the hall and see what catches my eye type of um, you know, as as far as how I experience the vendor room, but I do. There are some that I always do just end up spending money at Reaper that you guys mentioned. Uh, there's always, even though I've backed all the Kickstarters and everything, there's always, uh, you know, a mini here or there that was maybe in a in one of the expansion offerings that I didn't pony up the whole, you know, whatever twenty five or fifty bucks for that particular expansion, but it still had minis that I wanted, so I can pick those up individually. And uh, yeah, there's other um, there's always other little cool things to to discover there. Uh, one vendor that I'm not I, I can't remember if they were going to be there or not. I know they were going to be at GaryCon, which uh, obviously also GaryCon was uh, was canceled as well. Uh, and I'll be I'll be interviewing uh, Ernie Gygax this week, so that'll be look for that on the Freebooters Network. We're going to release that interview, but we'll talk a bit about missing out on GaryCon and things like that. But anyway, one of the vendors that um, that I've seen at Adepticon and I know was going to be at GaryCon is Goodman Games, who does. Um, 
dungeon crawl classics and they've always got cool stuff you can buy their you know the weird dice that the dcc uses you can get all their their different types of dice there but they also have cool uh they have just tons of modules and, and they're all super affordable and they have uh mutant crawl classics which i was interested in picking up which is sort of like a futuristic sci-fi uh version of of the dungeon crawl classics game so i was i was hoping to give them some of my money too so i'll probably end up ordering something online i think they might even have a kickstarter going right now so so that's definitely somewhere where you know one place where some of my adepticon money is going to go so that reminds me so i did uh speaking of of kickstarters secret weapon miniatures which of course would have been at adepticon is running a kickstarter now for bases uh you know how they make uh high quality resin bases and you know paints and pigments and stuff but uh, they're doing these bases that have plastic detail but the but it's like pre-painted super high quality so i did back that that was some of my adepticon money so um i would look for that i think they've got like six days left so maybe it's too late by the time this goes on on uh, itunes or something but uh those bases are pretty amazing and they've got infinity bases and blood bowl and you know cobblestone and all kinds of stuff but it's like you don't have to paint them you just glue the miniature on and and you're good to go Wow, I saw those that's cool. Those look nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good. That's a good call too. Secret weapons. One of those that at Adepticon, I always end up buying something for. Um, I'm not big on basing my 40k or or Sigmar models on like specific types of bases because I'm I'm very much there. There are a few things where I'm. I don't know. I have kind of a little bit of a uh ocd type of personality with and and its consistency within the models so i would feel like if i had 10 models that had a special base like my entire army would have to have that special base absolutely yeah no these would really stand out if they didn't match the rest of your army so you're either you know all in or not or or just get them for skirmish stuff you know so yeah, and I picked up one of theirs like a, it was like a base that had I I picked it up to essentially make a diorama um which I've been working on for a few years so um but yeah, they always have cool stuff. Yeah. Nice, good. Yeah, good call with that. Um so obviously with all this downtime that we have and, and extra time at home, although again, Andy, <laughs> super busy. I'm uh, I'm fortunate to be a a state worker, so I uh, I, you know, I go into the office, I leave the office, and that's it. I don't even think about work <laughs> the rest of the time. So, um, so I'm I'm not any extra busy. Uh, you know that type of stuff is the same for me. So, but um, I still have all my free time at night and on the weekends, and even more so because I'm not going anywhere or you know bringing the kids to and from things. So, um, so I've had plenty of time. But um, what obviously we've been doing our hobby stuff. But um, maybe before we jump back into. Uh, you know, that type of stuff. Are there any other, like, whether it's movies, TV, things like that? Oh, and I will do a quick plug. We won't talk much, but Andy and I obviously do the Hero Man and Sidekick Boy podcast. So if comic books are something that interests you or you used to read comics or you think now's a good time to get in because you've got free time, definitely check out Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. There's tons of uh, tons of great ways to get into new comics whether you're you know a lot of brick and mortar stores are doing curbside delivery so you can support a local business um comiXology is a great um their unlimited program is like eight bucks a month and there's thousands of things that you can read on your laptop or pc or tablet or whatever so um quick plug for comic books because that's a, a an awesome way to you know spend some time and and really have some enjoyment but um uh maybe just go around see if there's any any 
shows or movies or anything like that that you guys have binged on? We'll uh, we'll start with Terrace. Uh, yeah, we 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 went through a few. We're uh, just finished Picard all the way through that. Uh, really enjoyed it actually. I thought it was no spoilers, really well please. Me, no, me, I, won't. Uh, I haven't finished yet. I haven't either. Finished. Okay, I would, I wouldn't. I would. I would I usually chastise people for that, so I don't think I would, would have done that. Yeah, spoilers are very un-Canadian. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. it. Really had a Star Trek feel, and actually, really had a next gen feel too. Uh, whether that was who was on the on the on the episodes or just the vibe, I thought it was really, really well done. Anyway, it's it's a it was a great show. I recommend any for anybody, especially Star Trek fans. Um, we're working our way through Teen Titans right now, the second season. Uh, really enjoyed the first season. The second season, the first show was, I don't know, I think it was a little bit of a letdown, but but the it's uh, picking up yet again. Uh, what else have we Oh, we watched uh, the second season of Lost in Space, and uh, that was great. Uh, I actually really enjoyed that. I know that gets a lot of hate sometimes, but I really enjoyed that. That... Uh, that uh, particular show uh, last night or the night before last we started the aliens movies so Katana had never seen any of the aliens movies so we watched the first one and it was great because i watched the newest director's cut which i hadn't seen it's a lot brighter the movie itself is brighter uh, i don't know if they did some of the exposure or whatever so it was like me watching another version of aliens and, and Katana seeing it for the first time so that was nice. So we'll probably watch a- a- Aliens tomorrow, tomorrow night or later tonight. Uh, what else have we been doing, movie-wise? Oh, there's just—it's just you know we live in the golden age of TV. We really do. There's so much out there. Um, I think that's about it, though. That way, I've read a couple um, uh, books. I've just making my way. I was telling Ian last time when we met uh, on the D and D tour that I had never actually read the Conan series. So I'm making my way through that. Um, I'm really loving it. I, I I can't believe I haven't read it yet. To tell you the truth, it's crazy. But um, yeah, really loving that. I've just picked up a couple of new adventures of Sinbad, which is also very pulpy, but written just uh, recently. And uh, loving loving that also, and I listened to the Sheep Farmer's Daughter, um, the Deed of Parcassarian, I think is that how you, how you pronounce it. Uh, it's a '80s fantasy book, so really dug that. And I just I've been uh, listening to that while uh, hobbying. Just finished it. It was a great fantasy novel. Really liked it. Uh, the narration is a little bit different, but uh, um, once you get get over listening to her voice it's it's, it's quite <laughs> good goal nice uh, we're right. just talking about not, uh, movies for now right not, not yeah i mean no what yeah we'll we'll get into like uh, actual modeling and painting and stuff we'll, we'll probably do that towards the end but yeah i figured we'd change it up a little and talk about um you know just other other stuff though so that was good yeah movies tv books and stuff like that nice uh all right dan what about you uh, well, I haven't watched nearly that much, but uh, I have really, <laughs> have really been enjoying on Amazon uh, Tales from the Loop, which is a new series that just came out, and it's um, it's one of these shows where man, I I can't tell you too much about it without ruining, you know, the surprise of each episode. But it's a lot like 
um, the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits or something. Um, and it takes. Do you find it slow at all? Yeah, yeah, it's slow, but uh, you know, it's sort of like suspenseful. Yeah. you know i guess so but i i've i've thought it's been great you know um and i like the way That's, the story sort of shifts from one family to the next and they're all sort of interconnected and you know one episode might be this family and the next episode might be you know this guy in town yeah so i'm digging it hey. dan if yeah. you like that uh, you know what i'll do after the show um that's based on a role-playing game oh really uh which is actually based off, uh, and uh, so the art style that you see in there is very common in that book. Uh, huh. the, the guy who wrote the RPG also did some of the, some art. I'll uh, I'll share that with with the group. Um, which reminds me, Jeremy Turner has my physical copy of that book. So if you're listening, Jeremy Turner, I'd like that back eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's uh, so I was really surprised to see when that popped up because it's not like a mainstream role-playing game by any means either. Um, but yeah, it, never heard came, of it. it came out right before, I think, like the first season of Stranger Things. So it was right in that kind of okay. kind of because a, a lot of it has like a weird tone to it in the book too but like where there's just these well not to spoil a whole lot like robots like right. around and stuff so um yeah i'll share that out with the group too but that's um it's yeah it's a yeah it was based on a role playing um but if you ever when i send you that link you'll you'll see the artist name you go back and see me as art look at some of his artwork and then compare that with the show it's amazing what they did based on this guy's vision they really nailed it huh yeah cool yeah so i've been watching that um on uh, Disney, we've been watching Clone Wars, the new the new Clone Wars episodes. My daughter is really into that show. She wants to be an animator when she uh, gets out of college. And so we've been watching that as a family. Um, we watched the new Pixar movie, Onward. Uh, and that's notable because one of the main characters in the movie plays like the Pixar version of D&D. So D&D plays a major part in the story. Um, you know, with that non inf- non IP infringing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so that was real good. And then, other than that, uh, I've been binging Warhammer TV on Twitch while I paint. Uh, you know, I find it hard to just sit and watch Warhammer TV without you know doing something else alongside it because it's pretty slow paced. You know, the way they you know play the games or talk about painting or whatever it is that they do. But I've I've been binging that for the last couple of weeks and that's been good. You know, some of it's just sort of background noise, but there's been there, they have a few episodes that are um, like painting advice. And I found those pretty, pretty helpful. So, and that's, that's about it for me on the, on the TV front. Nice. All right. Any books or anything? Um, Mechanicum, which is a Horace heresy book. I'm rereading that. And then rule books. I just, you know, I've always got to have a couple of rule books that I'm just browsing. I've, I got into, I don't want to jump ahead to the hobby section, but I got into the war cry game because of you guys, like a <laughs> right, right before the shelter in place thing went down. So I, I was at the hobby store for, you know, I knew it was like, okay, like this is my last trip to the store before they close it down. I should probably get something to read. So I bought a copy of the war cry rule book. And so I've been, been getting into that, but, uh, no, that and Horace Heresy. That's about it. Nice. All right. Andy, what about you? 
You're muted. And he's got to take the button off. There you go. There you go. Off. <laughs> um, so for me, like, um, let's see. I haven't had as much time. I've been, like I said, I've been nights have been kind of you know. I've been busy all day. I, I don't finish work till five or six. Uh, so it's dinner time. And then, um, I, the one thing I have been watching a, a little bit of, um, and it's, it, again, I've mentioned this the last couple of times is there's tons of great TV out there, but I find myself getting sucked back into shows that I watched as a kid. So I bought Brit box so I could watch, uh, older episodes of doctor who, um, so I've been rewatching like the Tom Baker years, starting with the first one. I forgot how incredibly well done some of it is, and then how insanely cheeseball some other stuff is. <laughs> like, I'm watching an episode right now where there's an alien race that the costumes for the alien race are fantastic. They look creepy. They the the spaceship they're on is organic, and everything looks really cool. But they're controlling this giant Loch Ness-like monster, and it's it's worse than the old Godzilla stuff, where like <laughs> someone's running and like you're just watching them run, and then it's this cut frame of like a monster that you've zoomed in on because you can't make it bigger any other way than zooming the camera in on like a small model. Like, oh my gosh! But yeah, like I said, that's been that's been a lot of my hobby. I was actually looking forward to watching onward. Um, but it's funny. I think one of the things that's keeping my family sane is each of us doing our kind of uh, having our own time to relax. So Owen's been beating all of his video games. Uh, I've been watching that and I'll talk a little bit more about what I've been doing in my hobby time. And Melissa's binge watching, uh, documentaries, including the great tiger King, uh, which, <laughs> If you guys haven't wasted some of your, um, you know, isolation time wasted on Tiger King, um, it's like a train wreck mixed with a murder mystery mixed with a, oh, with, that's what the South is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say that that's what the South is about. Next mixed with uh, tantric sex cults. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's got a little bit of everything for a little bit of everyone. <laughs> yeah, that would nice. be my number one recommendation for the uh, for the end times here is is make sure you watch Tiger King. All right, Dave, what about you? Yeah, it's funny we we went to the library and grabbed a bunch of movies right before the library shut down, so we've been able to hold on to them. But one of the things that we grabbed was the um, complete Alien storyline. So it was funny to hear you say Terrace. Um, I would say, gosh, I, I, I watched three episodes of Tales from the Loop, um, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit that in the last one I kind of skipped through. Um, I, I do really like it, but the it has a little bit of that like um, Kevin Costner long, drawn out zoom on the face thing <laughs> that you're like. Is this going to stop? Um, but uh, other than some of the editing being not my style, the, the stories are super cool. Um, what else? I don't know. I feel like, oh, I, I actually, uh, Lexi and I are watching The Mentalist. Um, I have been saving Picard, uh, finishing Picard for when I'm really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel from a 
depression standpoint, just can't take it anymore. So I need something to look forward to. Um, I've been having monk on the back uh, when I'm painting. I like to have monk because it's a lot of uh, verbal. It's not very visual. You got a so monk can... on your back? Yes. Um, if you've never watched monk, it's very good. Well, it's not very good. It's very it okay. It was good. I like Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's a good actor. It's just funny because every episode is, uh, it's a little, it's a little um, dinner mystery theater ish. It reminds me of um, of uh, Columbo. She wrote? Oh. No, Columbo, which is yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's more like Columbo, I would say. Yeah, it's a it's a lot like Columbo, and that's super fun. Um, I will say I have altered carbon save too. I. I um, uh, that one is a little tougher because I want to watch it. And a lot of the time that I get to watch TV shows, I'm painting. And um, so I've been waiting to kind of like sit and just not be painting and watch that. Um, but I love Altered. I love the first season. I watched two episodes of the second season and it seems pretty good. So do any of you guys watch the second season yet? Is it going to disappoint me? I haven't seen I, I have not. Okay. I like the first season too. It's also not one that I can watch around anyone else. Like it is not a that is a very Kids adult have, show. <laughs> Kids have yes. to be in bed. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't actually seen any of it yet. Uh, I haven't either. It's on my to to watch. Yeah, it's You're not going to want to watch that it, with so a just daughter. be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know how she feels about boobs, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even the Marvel stuff is pretty. There's lots of sex in that and in all that oh, stuff. Oh, this is Marvel's tame compared to this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. by the way, Tales from the Loop is is out as family viewing. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Also has that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Oh yeah, that's got some boobs too. I forgot. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Although we put no, on I'm Lethal compelled. Weapon and uh, if forgot the in it, I better go watch. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you put on yeah. Lethal Weapon, that opens with boobs. I know. I was like, oh, and okay. cocaine and, and a suicide. <laughs> and butts like a and Saturday yeah. Night Idiot's house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, is that the new the new TV show's Lethal Weapon? Oh no, this is like the original old movie. Movie. Yeah, the eighties was a different 80s. time. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where every movie opened up with boobs and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, <laughs> all right, was that it, Dave? Or... Yeah, that's it. Okay, so for me, um I will say uh yes, we've watched uh Amy and I've been watching Tiger King. We've watched the first three of it. Uh it's everything Andy was talking about. It's uh it's one of those things where you, you kinda can't look away. Um I'm going to watch Clone Wars, the new Clone Wars stuff soon. I haven't uh, haven't done that yet. We've been watching a movie here and there, trying to fill in gaps for things that, um, you know, maybe my kids haven't seen. Uh, we watched Fury Road last night because Kale hadn't seen that, uh, so it was fun to revisit that. I started to watch last night. I, I unfortunately I fell asleep, but I don't remember if I never saw it or if I just don't remember it, but I, it's free on YouTube. So I started to watch the sword and the sorcerer last night. Um, but I only made it about 30 minutes in. I, I've passed out, but, um, so I'm trying to kind of watch old cheesy stuff. I actually went back and watched 
on sci-fi you can a lot of the sci-fi streaming stuff is free so i went back and watched uh the two episodes of the six million dollar man where he fights bigfoot Awesome. Uh, yeah so i'm uh I, i'm yeah, i'm getting a lot of junk stuff in <laughs> is what i'm doing but also you know mixing in some good stuff too like fury road and everything but um uh yeah reading wise we're we're i'm kind of making my way through dune which i find to be a difficult read but um but i am i, I do pick it up you know from time to time i got tons of comic books and stuff so that's kind of what i've been doing with uh as far as that stuff so we switch gears here we'll maybe try and um, pick up the pace a little bit just because I promised Terrace we wouldn't keep him all night uh, and Dan too so um, but yeah maybe just um, we'll go through and talk about what uh, what the hobby stuff is that we've been doing so um, I'll just go real quick to get myself out of the way if if you've been um, I can't remember where I've posted stuff it's Nerd Herders page or my personal page or whatever but I've been pinning a ton of Age of Sigmar skeletons I've gotten 40 skeletons done over the last two weeks I'm really sick of skeletons uh, so I'm going to switch gears and finish up I have a few white scars things here and there to finish um, a couple of bikes uh i think my land raider's not done so i'm going to switch over to 40k for a bit before i uh dive back in but um been assembling and painting tons of stuff for my age of sigmar legion and the gash army uh and then the other thing is we played some board games amy and i played dice throne yesterday still really enjoy that game uh still cannot beat amy i thought for sure i had her um yes i was i was gonna win and then her defensive role uh, actually killed me and, and took me out, so that kind of sucked. Uh, and then we've been playing a ton of Magic the Gathering. Um, my older son uh, has been building decks, and, and he's gotten really good with, with his deck building and, and all that. So uh, so we've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering, too, so that's been super fun. Uh, but that's it for, for me for stuff. So, um, Terrace, what about you? What have you been doing? Sure. I'm, I'm not in any rush, by the way. I'm, I'm more than happy to stay for, for a while. Um, just wanted to get some guidance on how, how long it was the estimate. Um, I've done uh, quite a bit. I've, like I said, I, I've been trying to, to uh, pace my workload with my painting table. I started, it's actually started prior to uh, the uh, C19 thing. I was trying to do an hour a day at the table. Uh, and just to get away from constant work. Um, I'm unfortunately uh, one of those people that once I get my teeth into something, I, I want to continue to work. And, and uh, so I'm, I often work too much, I think. So I've been trying to get to the table, but I've been very, very much engaged with my painting table recently. So I finished off my Rangifier uh, Warband for Frostgrave. That's eleven models uh, of uh, reindeer men and a witch. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a fun build, uh, fun build, and a uh, fun paint. Uh, lots of browns. I haven't done browns for a long time, so that was great. And uh, a friend of mine gave me a Skybor giant head. I think it's supposed to be used for a base. Uh, but I used him as a as a piece of terrain for Rossgrave, finished that off. And today I finished off my Reaver Titan for Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, played that last Adepticon, and it was a great game. Excited uh, about getting into it. A friend of mine really wants to do it. I'm a huge fan of the old Epic game. I think that used to be... I think that's the best game GW's ever produced, to tell you the truth. I think I've probably talked to you guys about it on on this show before. But So I just finished it off. It's a very interesting thing they've done. They've made the model quite 
I don't know. I, difficult is in is in quotation marks, um, but it's it's a bit of a build, and uh, it's a bit of a paint. So it's kind of like an expert kit almost. I think in a lot of ways. Um, but I just finished off uh, that one. It was a great. It, it was a it was a challenge. I found. I don't, I'm not particularly sure why I found it challenging, but um, finished off that. It looks and, really sweet. Uh, yeah, it looks amazing. Oh, yeah, I just thought it looked really cool. Like I saw your 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 post, and I honestly had a hard time trying to figure out if it was actually Adeptus Titan- Titanicus or a full model. Like it, it looks really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's and thank you for for saying that. And 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 I'm glad that we're 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 sharing our, our posts. Actually, strangely enough, I think Facebook has actually kind of helped. Which is some, somehow hard to say sometimes, but um, but yeah, it's it, it's almost as if we're sharing a little bit more uh, what we're what we're up to. So that was that's actually a, uh, I was going to compliment you on that, uh, Dave. I think you got that started. So um, yeah, uh, thank you for that, and it was great. I, I did finish off a dinosaur recently too, the my T Rex. Uh, I think that was pretty much just just prior to C nineteen. Very proud of that. And I think that's it, um, hobby-wise. Uh, oh, we were talking about board games that we played. I've been playing Forbidden uh, Island with with the family a little bit. We've had a few games of that, and uh, always a nice cooperative, uh, fun game. Uh, no one's actually drowned yet, so. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> All right, Dan, what about you? Uh, well, I was going to say. Um, about Adeptus Titanicus, uh, Matt and I were going to play in the team event at Adepticon this year. So right before the right before the uh, the quarantine went in place, that was my painting project. And the Reaver Titan, I think, is the worst of the three to assemble correctly uh, because the it has these toes that you have to get in the right. You have to get the the correct toes in the right place, and then all the armor panels are very specific and easy to get wrong. So. Uh, you know, I painted mine in lots of different pieces, and then when I went to go assemble it, some of it didn't fit together too well. So I, I feel your pain there. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That, it, that yeah. I'm glad to hear that actually, Dan, because it, yeah. it's such a strange thing to be be challenged by a model. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially with the the Reaver legs. I think that's uh, you know, if they're just if you spread them out a little bit too dynamically, then it's it's just not going to fit together. So you got to sort of like pre-fit everything before you actually glue it together. You know, or you'll 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 be stuck. I was so so uh, the what the warhound. I'm sure you have some warhounds. Those should be much easier. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just about to say I don't actually. I have what? I have the knights. Do you uh, have, have okay. tried the knights yet? I did actually. Those are pretty tough too, but that's you know, they're, they're really? a lot smaller oh than the God. rest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm t- I uh, I painted Titanicus stuff for like three months, and I am taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I got into Warcry right at the right at the beginning of the of the quarantine, so I've been painting Skaven. Uh, recently, that's been my main thing in the last few weeks. And um, the funny thing I realized today was I've been looking at pictures of Skaven for at least 25 years, you know, in White Dwarf magazine, on the internet. But I've never, 
never painted one. And then when you get one in front of you, you're like, oh, well, well what's the bottom of his, you know, does it, do his hands have fur? Do his feet have, <laughs> what, what parts have fur and what don't, you know? So, uh, so it's, I've been, it's, that slowed me down, which is kind of funny, but uh, it's still, you're, it's you're still overthinking fun. it, Dan. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> They're yours, Gavin. They're your fictional rap, man. You do whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. And then, uh, I got started on on putting together some more criterion so that when it when I can finally game you know play a game again I'd have I'd have a terrain set, and so I got it all put together and you know put the first layer of spray paint on it, and then uh, I don't I need another can of spray paint and all the stores are closed so I'm kind of stuck on that, um, so that's where I am on painting, uh, mostly just working on the Skaven and then um, for gaming. With my two girls, we've been playing Betrayal Legacy, and uh, we've only gotten in one game since the quarantine started. But we're on like episode five or six of the of the Legacy game. I don't know how many it goes on for, but uh, we always have fun. And and I end up dying every single time. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm always the traitor. You know, they always go for me. You know, they team up, no problem, and take down dead. So that's fun. Uh, that's about it for me. Okay, awesome. Uh, Andy, what about you? Uh, so, the last two Tuesdays, um, I've been kind of painting uh, orc models. Uh, I got a lot of those. Um, I decided I would just do 19 of those for Dave's 19 painting challenge because um, I've got about 60 of them that I need to paint. Um, so, painting-wise, yeah, like I was, I was painting Fast and Furious, getting ready for Adepticon because I really wanted to make sure I had my... Um, my, my things ready for Ghost Archipelago. Um, so those went to the side and I started working on some of the orcs. But like I said, I haven't had a ton of time for that. What I have had more time for, because I can do it on my laptop, um, is I've been diving deep into Fantasy Grounds. Um, you know, I realized that even, you know, right now, that's. Uh, Fantasy Grounds is a tabletop simulator for or for role playing. So, what I realized is that even even after this is over, like there's a great way for me to be able to play with people that may live in Canada or California. <laughs> uh, you know, I can also you know we we did a quick thing uh, a couple nights ago with our friend uh, Doc. Um, who is also supposed to be out at Adepticon uh, this year as well that we didn't get to see. Um, and it's just, and then um, trying to pick up other kind of game systems to, to try and stuff. And really, it's a, it's a very different way of planning for role playing. Uh, I'm used to taking like a ton of notes. Um, I've got a ton of like terrain and stuff and models and everything. So it's, it's getting ready for it in a different way. Um, I think it'll be fun to start using because I can do a little bit more theater of the mind. Um, but it's such a fun little system. But it it is so flexible. It'll let you do so much that it's hard to figure out the simple things sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm really kind of diving deep into that because uh, I figure even once this is over, that's something I'll be able to use you know, over and over again going forward as well. Um, and that's like, to be honest, that's where a majority of my hobby time has been is, is doing some of that stuff, uh, just based on how much time I have. That's an easy one for me to do, you know, when, you know, we're either, we're watching TV or just kind of hanging out as a family. Uh, I can 
I can kind of putz around with that a little bit. Uh, so for me, that's been that's been a big part of my my hobby time. Nice. All right, Dave. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I, I'll throw in a nod to the fantasy grounds. I um, really wanted to play a um, an online. I, I really wanted to role play, and was just trying to find a way to get together. So I, I put together a Dungeon Crawl Classics Fantasy Grounds, um, and I think it was Rafe, Doc, Andy, and then one of Doc's friends. Tyler and um, and it, it was great. I, I mean, I'll I'll just throw a further nod to it because it it, it does role playing. I think the way, uh, it, however you want to run it, right? So like we did it with like a couple pictures, but no maps, no like moving around grids. It was all very theater of the mind. It was very like it ran DCC perfectly because um, you could throw up a little image. Um, and it, it works so that like the character can go into his character sheet and click on the weapon that he wants and it turns into a die and then you drop that die on the, the monster. Like it has like an initiative tracker. So wherever the monster is on the initiative tracker, it does the roll for you. Then you can pick up your damage dice and do the same thing. Um, but you could, I, I was thinking like for, for like the Gregs and the, and the Christians that really like the tactical, like Pathfinder kind of combat, it has all that built in too. Like you can put all your maps and you can do grids. Um, but anyway, that, that was a really fun night. That was probably my favorite night so far of the, um, quarantine. Um, but I also, I love seeing what people are painting and I really wanted to motivate myself to paint. So I did kind of create that little Facebook group, um, and, uh, and that's been super fun to see what people are painting. I, I pulled out a bunch of my kind of bones minis that have been sitting in a bucket for ages. Um, I think I've painted, I've easily painted more than 19 models. I painted, I finished painting all the ghost archipelago guys. I, I painted some kingdom death models. I painted, uh, a Gorma. I've been painting the second Gorma, which is a, a Reaper bones mini, um, I've been painting him while we've been talking. <laughs> uh, Titan of the Tides. Uh, oh, I painted. Uh, I bought some Glo- Gloomberg Manor um, terrain from War Cradle. So the company's called War Cradle Scenics, and uh, this particular brand is called the Gloomberg. And I built the Manor and the Blacksmith. Um, and those were kind of fun. I've got one of those fully painted, the other half painted. So. Yeah, been doing a lot of painting. I did buy uh, one of the other things I bought at Midgard was Splendor. So I was trying to think of a game that would be fun for the family. Uh, Dexter would not take part, but Lexi and Shannon uh, both seemed to like it. Uh, what else? And then I've been playing. I've been playing some online games like uh, Dex has got me playing Fortnite, which is kind of like a prison sentence, but he seems to love it. <laughs> um, I've been playing a game called Dead State. Um, which is a, it was a game on steam, but it was on sale for like nine bucks. And it's kind of like a little turn-based zombie game where you got to like keep your shelter going and go out and collect food. And that's kind of fun. It's actually got like a little RPG flavor to it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Anything to keep me busy. I do. It's funny. I just just pulled out all my comics in because I was like, oh, that's something I could do. That's like not screen time and not painting. And I've got I've probably got like 30 comics that I've I've just not got myself to to go through. So I think I'm going to try to do that this week, too. So nice. That's awesome. I forgot to mention video games. I've been playing um, retro pie stuff. Uh, I was I've been trying every every other day or so i'll i'll throw on super uh ghosts and goblins or super ghouls and ghosts i can't remember which one it is it had a different name but anyway the super nintendo one because that game is so hard so i'll just i'll just play for a little bit and try and get a little further and then get frustrated and then go play something else but um, but uh but i've been playing some video games too but um uh yeah i like you guys talking about the fantasy ground stuff because that is something that you know we've got D and D coming up, and I know we're definitely going to play over Roll Twenty. But I'd like to get our Dungeon Crawl Classics group going again, and I would love to to organize you know one offs or whatever. You you know you Andy, you hinted at you know having Terrace and Dan on and to play a game. I would love to do that sometime, maybe some old school D and D. Or so I'm, I'm definitely totally going to look. I'm totally in if you want to do that. I would love that. Sam. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely get something going because I know uh, that's I one of the things that I missed out on for or will miss out on. We had a um, the, an event that we do up here called NoCon, where a, a huge group of us rent uh, essentially a mansion um, uh, in Vermont, and that was supposed to be this month. That's obviously canceled, uh, but I had already. Um, committed to, you know, I kind of put feelers out there for playing uh, Metamorphosis Alpha, which I uh, fell in love with on the Geek Nation Tours D&D tour because we played with the creator himself, Mr. Jim Ward, who is um, I I don't know about you, Terrace, but but having Jim GM those games, that's easily some of the best uh, role-playing fun I've ever had. Um, And I played with Terrace in both of those, and I, I just thought we had an amazing time. Yeah, it was awesome. It's uh, you're right. It I, I think the having him do it was awesome, and and uh, I think I had several uh, of that same feeling. Like this is the best dungeon or role playing I've ever played on that tour. I, I'm just, I don't I don't mean to pat myself on the back about that or pat you on the back about that, but it just was such a great experience. And and yeah, Metamorphosis Alpha was was funny and light and just fun yeah sign up now for the 2020 lake geneva classic <laughs> rpg retreat with Terrace and I. <laughs> but that um, is funny shit <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna run some metamorphosis alpha and i was also gonna run a 1e module so now that's not happening but i still have the the urge to to play those so maybe we'll so we'll set something up because i i definitely would love to be able to do that with you guys so but uh other than that, I mean, I think we, I think we kind of covered all the bases, uh, all the stuff we're doing, and hopefully, listeners get an idea of some, you know, maybe some things they didn't think of, or maybe something sparks your interest for something we, we've been talking about, whether it's hobby-wise, um, you know, modeling, painting, or video games, or TV, or movies, or anything like that. Hopefully, we, uh, and just obviously, you know, the podcast itself. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll kill some time for you. I've been listening to a bunch that's another thing i've been i've been watching through the office again because i've been listening to the uh the office ladies podcast with jenna fisher and angela angela kinsey 
who were both on the show. So that's been kind of fun to to revisit those and um, listen back and kind of get with the podcast and get some insights. So so that's kind of a, a give them a shout out because I, I really enjoy that podcast. But um, hey, hey, Ian, I had a so one thing I've I know it jogged my memory when Dan said he's been watching a lot of like battle reports. I know some uh, or uh, Warhammer TV. I know like a lot of the battle reports that I like to watch those guys can't can't get together anymore because of you know social distancing. Um, and I saw one the other day using one of the tabletop simulators for uh, 40k. Have any of you guys ever used those before? I have. Yeah, yeah. me too. Well, I've, uh, never, used it li- I've never used it against a live opponent though. I've always done it just to like, for example, I got into Kill Team, and I wanted to learn the rules, so I used Tabletop Simulator to just sort of, you know, find out how, how does the game flow kind of thing. Okay. Um, but I have watched other people use it for 40K, like you were saying, and, it, you know, uh, it works pretty well. I don't what, have what's, much the name of, what's the name of the other one, though? Um, ugh, there's another one that... I, so I've used it for Guild Ball and for 40K. Um, I'm trying to remember what the heck the name of those files were. And look it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Fast fingers. Uh, I was just going to Guild Ball's website to see if it was still out there. Because it used to be that you could, um, it was kind of a cool way to learn how to play the game. Um, but anyway, I played, uh, I mean, it's not bad. I, like, it's nothing like playing the game, right? I mean, everything that I love about 40k, you can't do on a computer because they're, it, it's all like flat files, but, um, but it, you, you can a hundred percent play the game if you wanted to. And in some ways it's quicker because you, you know, you move your model, it tells you line of sight, you can set up terrain real quick, but, um, I haven't really, in, I think it would be more fun for something like kill team or war cry where, you don't have so many models, but I don't know who, you know, I, I just don't know if it would do enough for me, like scratch enough of a niche to make it worth learning the platform again. Yeah. I sense. don't think it's super intuitive. I think it's the kind of thing where if, you know, uh, especially with a game like 40 K I don't, I don't know age of Sigmar as much, but you know, if you invest the time to learn that, you know, interface, you know, it maybe it becomes second nature over time, but I think that learning curve at the beginning is, is not great, you know? Um, and you have to, you know, you get tabletop simulator on steam, but then you have to download the components in order to, you know, you have to have your table surface and then your, your models for your armies and, you know, bring in your dice and cards and all that. And you have to sort of pick, pick those from a variety of different, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Library or something? Community. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but the community sort of provides all the mods, and then you have to pull all that together to make your 40k game. So it's not like a package that you can just like click on the 40k box and you know, you know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I did yeah. find it though. The one I played was called Vassal, which oh, is yeah. all yeah, so that one's yeah, all I remember that. source. Yeah, yeah. So that's free. I don't. I never did it with the tabletop one. Maybe that's maybe the fact that you're paying for it. It's actually better. Um, but Vassal, I've used Vassal for two games. And again, it's just one of those things where it's like, if, like, if you were to tell me, Andy, like, Hey, I'll hundred percent play. If you'll invest in it, then I would invest in learning it again. Cause it would be nice to be able to play some different games. I just don't know that anybody would. 
No, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to kind of, I don't, I think I'm on the same boat as you, Dave, that I'm not ready to invest in that. Like I've got enough hobby related stuff to keep me busy right now. Um, right. And I don't, I don't need to scratch that itch of playing a miniature game that badly uh, yeah. yet. Um, maybe I will eventually, but I don't think so. I think I'll just turn other directions, um, painting the models for the first time in my life. Um, and then, you know, other games like, you know, doing RPGs over fantasy grounds and stuff. Yeah. I'm just looking to yeah. see if they have Ghost Archipelago for uh, for terrorists. <laughs> well, I was just yeah, I, like, I, like I, I said, if you guys were all a lot of Ghost Archipelago stuff, oh, Dave, uh, <laughs> I have so done the... Rangers of uh, Shadow Deep. I did that with Tabletop Simulator. Ooh. So it's you Ooh. could do Frostgrave <laughs> too. I'm sure. You <laughs> you just got Dave and I. Yeah, go. we've yeah we've been playing a ton of that. Yeah, so you can do that with Tabletop Simulator. But to be I'm honest, Dave, for that. being you did the first mission four times. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually very ter- terrified of, of Rangers of Shadowdeep. Why is that? Because you're afraid you'll like it? I'm Actually, I know I'll like it because I really like everything that Joe produces. Um, and I know I'm going to like it a lot. And I know that I'm going to like the modeling aspect and the uh, solo play and everything like that. And I'm going to be like, why do I really need humans? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of which, have you tried out his solo game, uh, the sci-fi one, Operation Last Train? Because here we are in quarantine, so you all need solo games, right? Right. Wait, what's this, Dan? So Operation Last Train is available on his blog. It's like a five, it's a donation. You can, And the idea is you're, uh, he came up with it maybe a year ago. And all of the money is donated to a, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, I can't remember. It's uh, sort of like a Wounded Warriors kind of kind of charity. Yeah. Yep. Um, and But basically what it is, is you are these, let's say, star marines, you know, non-IP infringing <laughs> star marines. And, uh, you know, a planet is being attacked. It's sort of like uh, Starship Troopers. A planet's being attacked by bugs and there's civilians there. And you are the last soldiers going in with dropships to get the civilians and save them from the save save them from the planet what's it called hold on i gotta it's called operation last train and it's basically sort of like rangers of shadow deep but a a sci-fi version of it it's it's not mario on on his blog page (laughs) there you go you'll find it it's on there yeah renaissance troll is his blog Yeah. yeah that's it yeah so anyway, that's a uh, you know we didn't even mention solitaire games, but that's another one of Joe's oh, games that's perfect that's, for this time. Oh yeah, I've actually that's uh, for the uh, painting challenge. I've got four models, and those are my rangers, my ranger and his oh, yeah, cohort. So you'll yeah. see those in the next little bit. As I think that's the, my next my next uh, project. Awesome. I just yeah, want to throw out how game, awesome right? is this? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna say I was terrified of that game. I think it's it's gonna be exactly up my my alley. A little you've bit of rolls, a little bit of modeling. You've got all the terrain. You've got all the miniatures. You're all set to go. You just need I the rolls. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I like about a terrace too, just to really kind of dig the knife in, is like. Um, because Andy had said he he likes Frostgrave, he likes those games, but he's he gets kind of tired of all the competitive games. And so Rangers is truly like a collaborative um, session. And every time I've played, um, although it wasn't as big of a hit 
in uh, at winter retreat but i think um, that's because we tried to make it a five-player game and it really shouldn't be yeah that's probably true um but the it it, it has it has scratched a little bit of, the, of that like rpg you know where you're like a band of warriors trying to overcome a right. challenge but uh i haven't played it solo yet i i didn't mention this but i do have kingdom death out in the basement all set up i've been i restarted a kingdom death campaign maybe i'll try rangers of shadow deep solo because kingdom death is hard and my last <laughs> mission was a full party wipe <laughs> yeah so i've got the i've got the 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 extended beautiful book it's sitting on my desk and i'm like oh man but i'm gonna wait till i paint so i uh, rangers of shadow deep is gonna be a special project for myself it's gonna be for me it's gonna be like okay what do i have to model now i'm gonna model it i'm gonna shop for it i'm gonna paint it and then i'm gonna do another chapter so i'm gonna make it really really a slow thing and i'm not necessarily gonna try to uh, do a scenario quickly. I'm going to have it set up in my ta- um, on my table and just come to it whenever I want. So um, that's my goal anyway. I don't know if that's possible with it. It is. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You can do it. I can do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right, guys. Is there is there anything else we want to talk about or uh, or Anything else? Anyone else wants to plug? Dave, would you uh, would you be amenable to people um, uh, joining the the C nineteen painting group? If, oh, if yeah. any listeners wanted to, yeah, for sure. I think it was. I don't remember what I even called it. Uh, the paint. I think it's the paint C dash nineteen challenge. Um, I'm not entirely sure. It's private, so you'd have to ask to join or maybe be a friend of someone. But yeah, anybody's welcome to join. It's just a bunch of us nerds showing the stuff that we're painting. And uh, people keep asking. So the original thing I sent was pick 19 models and paint them. And it was awesome because I got a text from a buddy, Chris Flores, who's very much a rules follower and likes to know. And he's like, you know, what's the timeline and what are the rules? And I'm like, literally, it doesn't matter. Like one of my models is 90% painted, but I want to finish it. I'm counting it. You can paint one model. You could paint 35 models. You could just join, I've done not 40. paint any. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, it's literally just a, a, a stupid way to, to share the stuff that we're painting. So. No, I think it's, 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 it was spectacular. I appreciate it, Dave. Uh, and, and, uh, it it really is made made me get back to the table a lot and and share my stuff. So it's it was it's it, it it was nice. So thank you. Yeah, no, I'm glad people are having fun. Yay, fun. Uh, all right, well, cool. I think we will wrap it up there. Uh, Want to say thank you very much to our uh, our special guests, uh, Dan. It's I'm I'm bummed we didn't get to see each other at Adepticon. Uh, you're you're someone that when I came back from Adepticon a few years, you know, we've we've gone to him a couple times and we had been in contact before, but I hadn't actually met in person until Adepticon, and we roomed together for a couple years. And I just remember telling my wife. Uh, when I got home, I was like, I was like, I wish Dan lived closer because you're someone that I immediately felt like I've known forever. No so, kidding. Um, no, I feel the same way. So thank you for saying that. You know, yes. I was trying to get my daughter to look at East Coast colleges and she, just, <laughs> she wouldn't do it. So I was like, oh, no, that's, uh, that's all right. I'll so catch he, you at the I'll catch you at the next Adepticon. Ian yeah. has two chances to get his sons to look at West Coast. Colleges. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It was, it's probably long overdue that we had you on. No, that's great. I appreciate it. I've always said, 
you guys are the nerd herders and you need some nerds, you know, to herd around. <laughs> you know, that's my task when we get together. So <laughs> me and Adam and, you know, Jamie and all the listeners, we're all the, you know, we appreciate oh, what you guys do. And uh, I'm honored to be a part of it today. Well, thank you so much. You've always been super supportive. And uh, that's what's been a, a huge part of this doing the show is just being able to actually, you know, make real life connections. So so we we appreciate you. Yeah. And of course, Mr. Terrace Cassidy, the the man who uh, does everything. I can't go. I, we don't have time to go through his uh, list of uh, titles, but um, uh, <laughs> Terrace, uh, it's definitely safe to say we've we've become friends uh, through the course of the podcast, and then doing so many other things. And of course, we we had the awesome time on the D and D tour. So uh, I I thank you for your friendship and everything that you do, because uh, you know it's uh, that's been a lot to us as well. So thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. And like I said, it, it, it did really hit me hard that uh, I don't get to visit with you guys and uh, everybody. Also would love to have been able to, to game with you, uh, Andy and, and uh, Dave. That was, uh, we were almost game together. I know, yeah, so I, close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you, of course, to uh, to Andy and Dave for joining us tonight. Thank you to Matt, wherever he is. Thank you for, to uh, Stino for uh, recording and editing. And uh, thank you to the listeners, as always. Uh, we are the Nerd Herders, and uh, we're going to sign off. But we'll be back hopefully next month. Should be we've been keeping on track and keeping on pace. So we'll we'll try and uh, keep that up throughout 2020, no matter what what it may bring. And uh, hope everyone is is being safe and and you know making good decisions and the you know the the better that we all are about being patient and and getting through this the the sooner we'll all be back you know playing games together and doing all those things together so uh, everyone stay safe we'll we'll we will be back in 30 days or so and until then let your geek flag fly You've been listening to Nerd Herders, a part of the Freebooters Network. All song and movie clips are the property of their respective owners, and no challenge of ownership is implied. We use those clips because we're fans, so please don't sue us. Please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. You can find us on Twitter, at Nerd Herders Show, and on Facebook, under the Nerd Herders Podcast. You can also reach us by email at hosts at nerdherderspodcast.com. Special thank you to our editor and producer, Justin Steno-Alex. Many COVID-19 germs were harmed during the making of this podcast because we washed our hands about 10 times. Take that, C-19.